on today's episode, I am here live on YouTube to take your questions. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today we are here. Last one of the regular season, the live mailbag show where I go live on YouTube to take questions from you guys. Whatever it's about, Dynasty Leagues, Keeper Leagues, Fantasy Finals, NBA Playoffs, NBA Awards, whatever it is. Let's talk about them now. Um, all right, so interesting. So just got some some interesting uh, injury reports come through. Chris Boucher has been upgraded from out to questionable. I don't understand that whatsoever. While Darius Garland is also listed as questionable, so maybe they're not ruling him out for the season. A few things there that are pretty curious. Um, Karis Levert is out today. Alf Stewart is going to be out. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Of course, Corey Joseph and Mason Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, they're all out. But that Chris Boucher one is pretty wild. Does that mean Jaleel Okafor is going to be a pickup? Holy shit. What year is this? 1982? All right. Um, let's, let's go. Some of these questions are impossible for me to know. Um, is LeBron going to play this week? I don't know. Will Cap play the last game? I don't know. Uh, I would assume so. I don't think that Towns will rest a game. Um, um, is LeBron going to play this week? I would say he might play a game. How many do I think James Harden will play? He's got they've got two more games left. I think he plays one of those. I, I almost there is zero chance he plays the back to back. Yeah, this is a question. What's the likelihood of these starting players being rested the last day? Tatum, Vooch, Capella, Paul. Absolutely no idea. If these teams' seeding is locked in, then they won't play. As simple as that. Uh, if their seeding actually matters, then then they will you know consider it, and it just depends on their also level of injuries as well. There's a lot there. Um, is Al Horford an ad after this year in dynasty leagues? I think so. He looked like he still he was super good enough to at least go at a high level for one more year. The rests are going to be a problem, but I think we sort of have to evaluate what the Thunder do in the off season. Do they make any sort of moves to improve or win? Um, because obviously, if they're in the situation where they're, they're not likely to be doing that, then he's just going to sit a whole bunch of games. And that's not going to be ideal. But if they're making moves to maybe push forward after this season, then sure. Sure, then he is, he is a really solid option for at least one more year. Zion, All-NBA, well, who are my forwards? I haven't done it yet, Dave. I am going to do it next week. I, he's absolutely in the conversation for the third team to me. Um, yeah. I, th- I think that's, yeah I, yeah, I don't know for sure, but I think he is in that mix, but I have to sit down and do all my awards for a show next week. Um, is Gary Trent a good streamer? I think he'll play the back-to-back. He's at least a good option to, to add at this point. Um, do I think he'll play the back-to-back? Probably. Probably. They don't seem as concerned with his health as they do their good players. So it doesn't, uh, doesn't appear like they're going to be um, being too cautious with him. Ty Lu says he's hopeful that Serge Ibaka plays tomorrow. There we go. So he's out Thursday. Might be back on Friday. He'll be playing very limited minutes, to be my guess, if he does play at all. 
There's just going to be wild stuff going on consistently here. Um, it's going to be frustrating to try and deal with, uh, with all these guys. Look, for some, Daquan Jeffries, who's been starting for the Rockets, he started last couple of games. He's been waived. There you go. Gary Payton was signed by the Warriors. DeAndre Ayton is now questionable. Michael Porter's resting. Monty Morris is out. Like, there's just wild stuff that's going on all over the place. And again, it's, it's the frustrating part about playing fantasy until this part of the season or this time in the season. Do I consider the LeBron Kyrie love Cavs a super team? I don't know, James. And I don't actually think it matters, really. Like, what does it matter if we call someone a super team? I hate that term. It gets overused and it gets used to denigrate players and teams and the, the league in general. I just don't think there's any need for it at all. I think they're a really good team. They who made what four straight finals, they won an improbable one. They were just they were just really really good. That's I think that's all we need to know about them. I don't, yeah, I don't. People love labeling things and not not to say that you sh- you you can do whatever you want, but I just think that it probably leads to more um, more negative more negative things than positive. I'm just gonna tweet this out. Get a few more people in here. Got Obi in here with me, just assisting me. By assisting me, I mean annoying me. So that's great. Do I like Juan Toscano Anderson in Dynasty Points Leagues, considering he signed an extension? I added him for this week, and he steals and assists, boosts his value a ton for me. Um, look, he's been really, really good, obviously. But you know, when someone like James Wiseman returns next season, it is going to impact what... He's not going to play 30 minutes a night. I think we feel good about that. Now, can he eventually be a guy they look to replace Draymond Green? Yeah, look, I think he's better than Eric Paschal, and he's, he could be better in that role, but I don't really think... I don't really think that he's got that in him as we um, as, as we move forward. Um, but he is, he is solid. Look, he's definitely an NBA-caliber player. We saw flashes of that last season. We saw flashes about it um, this season. Uh, and he's been really, really good down the stretch here. James says, I talked about super teams because it was brought up on first take and everyone jumped on Max for calling them a super team. Well, you, James, there's your first problem is you watch first take. And that's exact, this is exactly what I mean by the term super team is the fact that it gets used by these incendiary bullshit first take, hot take, no take, undisputed bullshit shows that they use these terms to try and denigrate teams or eras and that sort of stuff. They're the only people who care really about that stuff, and they use it for um, to inflame conversations and, and create tension, and it's absolute garbage. Um, is Jonathan Isaac a pick-up for Keeper League? Sure. Like, he's a really good player. Now, will he be the same after multiple knee injuries? I don't know, but I'd definitely be taking that, taking that crack at it for sure. Do I think Tatum will get rested the fast the last two games? Well, look, no team has locked in a seed yet, so I think Tatum will, will sit a game. Yes, um, but whether that's both of them or not, it's going to depend on a lot of things. How he actually feels, also. Um, but look, literally anybody can sit at any point in these last four days of the of the season, and Sunday is going to be a, a disastrous mess. And I am absolutely glad that I'm not doing a recap show after Sunday's games because there's no need for it, obviously, because the fantasy season's over and it will just be me saying, yeah, sure, yeah, Broderick Thomas went for 40. Like, that's that's what it's going to feel like. Got this stupid dog, Obi. Stop it. Uh, all right. That actually gives me a good time to talk to you about Built Bar. I've got my Built Bar here in front of me. Built Bar cookies and cream in front of me right here. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. And not only do they taste great, because they do. They taste just like a candy bar. But they are healthy. They are good for you because they are low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber, and low-sugar 
protein bars, and they taste great. You've got coconut flavor, raspberry flavor, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everybody. If you don't know what flavor you want, just get the mix box. You get 18 bars, nine flavors, two of each flavor. And if you order today, go to builtbar.com. You can use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right. Do I think Jokic sits out one of the back? Guys, if you're going to ask me, do I think people um, love, uh, if people are going to sit back-to-backs, the answer is I don't know, and probably. That, that's what the answer the answer is. Um, Sunday will be awesome. No, it'll be actually horrible, Andy. I'm telling you now, that this is not why we... Andy says, Sunday will be awesome. That's why we love fantasy. Andy, it is actually not. It is the opposite of, of loving fantasy. It is going to be a horrendous day for fantasy, and it has no... Um, reflection on drafting ability or even free agent moves or trade moves. It's like, which scrub can I guess is going to go off because my good players rest? That's what it's going to be. And no, so I don't, uh, it's going to be shit house. And I'm absolutely glad that I'm not going to be talking about it because it's going to be a dreadful, dreadful day. Someone said, what's my take on the West standings? And let me just bring up the West standings so I can have them in front of me. Where are we sitting? Mavericks, Blazers, and Lakers. So, Currently, Dallas and Portland are tied between the five and the six uh, in terms of wins, and the Lakers are one game behind with two games left. So that is, that is hard for the Lakers to uh, to catch up. That win yesterday obviously helped, but if they lose one more, they are in the plane. So I, I yeah, look, I, I I need to have a look at who the um what the remaining schedules are for these guys. I'm just going to bring that up now. Portland. Who do they have left in their, what do they have, two or three games left? They've got two games. It's Phoenix and Denver. Shit, that's hard. All right. So that's pretty tough for Portland. Dallas has, I think, who's Dallas got? I think they've got, they have an easier one. Toronto and Minnesota, yeah. So I would say, I would have to say that it goes Dallas, um, Portland, and let's have, what's the Lakers schedule? Indiana and New Orleans. Yeah, I think the Lakers can win. I think the Lakers will win both of those. To be honest, I reckon the Lakers might get into the six, and Portland might slide to the seven. I think that's a. I think. I think there's a possibility Portland loses to the Lakers, win both, and the, and the Mavericks win both. Um, should I drop Thad Young? Yeah, I've mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah, I think so. Is Terrence Davis a good ad? Sure. Do I think the center position, those who cannot shoot three, will be faded out in future years? No, not really. Like. You have to be able to do different things and you have to be able to provide spacing in different ways, which Holmes, he's talking about Rishon Holmes. You'll worry about his dynasty value. I would worry about Rishon Holmes' dynasty value for sure because he's not an elite, elite center. So that he probably lasts for a couple of years being this level, I would say. And then it does drop off. But I don't think that it's a worry about three-point shoot. Not everyone has to shoot threes. Rudy Gobert doesn't shoot threes. You've got to be able to do plenty of things though. Um, yeah, Joel B can sort of shoot them. He doesn't do them at a high rate or you know, high, high volume or high level. Um, so I, I don't think that it's something that's getting phased out, but you need to have things in your game. You can't be Hassan Whiteside. You can't be Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, Holmes does it by aggressive rim rolling and vertical spacing threats um, and being a very good defender and a, an ability to switch, which you know, some of those other guys can't do. What's my favorite scoring format? I'm just it's nine category head-to-head. I will announce all of my award winners next week. Um... My All-NBA, All-Rookie, All-Defensive, MVP, Most Improved, 
all those. I'll announce all those next week. But my fantasy MVP, well, it has to be Jokic. You didn't pick him at number one, and he finished number one. He was picked at like number five, or not number five, probably six, seven, or eight, um, and he finished number one. All right, what else have we got going on here? Can I link my survey in the chat? All right, let's do that now. Here is my survey. I'm going to link it. If you guys could do this survey, it would be great. It is also posted up on my YouTube channel page in the community post section. You can see that there. What are the nine categories you prefer in nine cat? I think it's just the standard ones, to be honest. Although I, I obviously hate turnovers. I also don't like three-pointers made as a category. So I am trying to find the best mix of categories to put in there. So yeah, again, I don't think threes are the right category. I think three-point percentage is a good category. But then if you have that, that's a double up with field goal percentage. So I don't mind removing three-pointers made and having two-point percentage and three-point percentage. But then what else do you do? in terms of turnovers. Now, in terms of the way the mix looks, I've, I've talked about this a lot. I think if you can you get rebounds and you can take turn them into offensive and defensive rebounds, I think that works. Remove turnovers, um, remove field goal percentage, and then add three-point percentage and two-point percentage. But two-point percentage, for some reason, like on Yahoo, it's not even an available category, which is frustrating. Um, but that's that's how I'd, I, you know, ideally, as I've said, again, lots of times, I'd like hustle stats to be in there whether that's screen assists, charges drawn, shots contested, loose uh, loose ball gathers, all that sort of stuff. I'd rather those be in as a category, all those hustle stats combined. I think that's a really good um, really good thing to, to, to put in. Garvey Valcourt, how come you don't use the Drake song 0 to 100, Chef Curry with the Pot? I'll tell you why. Because A, I've never heard of it. And B, it has no resonance with me whatsoever. I don't like Drake. I don't know that song. So me playing it would sound stupid. Uh, no, thanks, Obi. Not not here for it. Sean Davidson, which players do you think will have the best chance of breaking out next season? Not something I can answer right now, Sean. It's something I'm going to go through in the offseason and go through all teams and, and talk about that because um, I need to sort of sit down and have a look at it. But so much, even then, so much of it depends on what happens in the draft and free agency because so much happens... Um, to change those those opportunities. Like that's just, yeah, if I'd had this at this point last year, I wouldn't have gone, you know what guys, Jeremy Grant, he's set for this really big increase. I, I couldn't have said it because I didn't know that he was going to the Pistons. And even then he, he dropped off significantly anyway, but you know what I mean? So it is hard to, um, you know, to, to look at that and, and provide, yeah, that sort of stuff comes in like September or, yeah, or August when we can really sit down, do the projections for the teams. Because I don't like to just talk out of my ass. Like everything that we do, you know, I come out and I give projections and sleepers and draft tiers and draft. And so it's because I project every single player out and balance them with their team and how that looks against every other player in the league and go, okay, well, this guy now has this huge opportunity to do way better than he did last year because of XXX situation, whatever that is. You know, Shea Gildas-Alexander, now he doesn't play with Chris Paul. Who the hell is getting these assists? It's going to have to be him. And we saw his assist rate double this year. right? But if I had a said, we looked at that and go, well, I don't think, there's no way the Thunder can trade Chris Paul. There's no way. So Shea's going to be stuck in that role again and assists are going to be low. It does make it really hard to, to put out that stuff, which ends up being, um, I don't think, very useful. So there you go. Um, B. Adid, is Anthony Davis a top five dynasty player in ESPN standard points? Luca, Giannis, Zion, probably Westbrook. Who else am I missing there? Jokic? I, no, I don't think so. Well, you, de you definitely have Luca, you have Giannis and Zion. All those three, I'd say, are, are pretty clearly ahead of him. Um... 
it's a top five. No, I wouldn't say so. Do I think 15 category leagues are BS? Yeah, they are. That, what are you including, Joey? Like, that's an extra six categories on top of standard. So what are you adding in? I bet there's bullshits like double-doubles, triple-doubles, free throws made, personal fouls. You got those bullshit categories in there? I'm sure you do. Big Honey says, who's my personal favorite player in the league to watch? Apple man, ESPN points league, Terrence Davis or Faku Kompatsu. Well, I don't know what those guys are averaging in your in your league settings at the moment, my guy. I know it's ESPN, but it's probably going to be Faku. But that sort of um setting. Let me just have a quick look and see what I can figure out for ESPN points. I assume you mean new ESPN points leagues. Um, Kompatsu. Yeah, I've got Compazzo ahead of Terence Davis for today. What round do I expect Lamello to go in? Now, that's a good question because um, it's not where I would pick him. It's where do I expect him to go. Is late first too early? It is way too early. There's no way that I would take Lamello. Now, that is not to say that he can't be a first-round player, but there is no chance that I would take him in the first round. That is, you are crazy, I think, if you take him there. I think, yeah, he's I, probably going to end up going third round, would be my guess. Um... Yeah, I, I would say third round. First round is crazy. No worries, Leonardo. One of your best advice was be ruthless. Yeah, in fantasy playoffs, you have to. You got to drop. You got to make moves. You got to just get things happening because there is no you know tomorrow really. Or what? Do, what, does, what do people think about this? Right? If you have an injury report and you list someone as out, do you think that they should be allowed allowed to play? Like Boucher was listed out. The team has under no obligation to list him out. So if you listed out. I don't think you should be allowed to be upgraded. That's that's how I feel. Now, maybe that would lead to no one ever listing players out, but the NBA generally tries to be pretty transparent with injury reports. But just list him as doubtful. And then there is that 25% chance. Out means out. So how you can come from out to questionable is pretty confusing. Why you would, as well... Um, what, why you would do that in a team that's tanking for a bloke coming back off an MCL sprain is just absolutely insane. But that's what they did. Jacoby Jones says, you've got to talk more non-fantasy basketball, usually spot on who is good or not. I try to do that as much as I can. Like this is, I don't do this show purely as fantasy, as many of you will know. And people will see my Twitter feed and do that as well. But people get confused and think that I do everything as, as, as fantasy. Even yesterday, I was like, you know, talking about all NBA guards and people started talking fantasy. That's nothing to do with fantasy. Like all NBA has got nothing to do with that. Um, I think you'll find a little bit of that in the off season as well as we start to, because when you talk dynasty, a lot of that is real basketball. Not not, not that there's not a huge crossover because there is obviously a crossover between real life value and players' ability and their fantasy ability. There's not that many players who are great fantasy players and, and terrible real life guys. There are a few, but there's not that many. Um, and there's not many that go the other way around. But I do tend to lean a little bit more into that real-life stuff. Yes, Turk, I agree. In NFL, you cannot come back um, because being out because of gambling purposes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Woohoo, how are you, mate? Thank you for supporting. Should I use up all of my games before Saturday? Why would you do that, Ricardo? Yeah, Joey, they're, they're horrendous um, categories. Tex, imagine having Tex in your fantasy league. Jesus Christ. Personal fouls, disgusting. Offensive rebounds is fine, as long as you don't have total rebounds as a category as well. 
because again, it's doubling up. So that means every time you get an offensive rebound, it counts in two categories. Useless. Um, you got to split them. Burke Topal, what do I think about dynasty value of Keldon Johnson? I was pretty interested in where he was able to develop this season. He was a nice late last flyer pick to me. And it worked out to begin the season. And he's been bad since then. He can obviously improve. But he's a guy that when he came in from college, his college stats were not good. Right? He had no steals or blocks. The shooting numbers was all right. Like nothing translated well at all for him coming out of college. And then he showed this little flash in the bubble and he flashed at the beginning of the season. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, he's obviously fallen way off. I don't think that there's any sort of top 50 upside in Kelton. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure what he does that's going to be good in that in that sense. Can he be solid enough? Sure. I'm just not sure he can be good. Where does Derek Rose rank in his MVP season? Where did, or where did Derek Rose rank? That's a good question. Let's have a look. That was, what, 2011? Let's have a look. You know there is a site where you can check historical fantasy ranks here, and I'm going to drop that in the chat here for you guys as well, so you can check that out. But let's bring this up. Um, Derek Rose. All right, so his fantasy season, best his MVP season was the 10-11 season, I believe. He was the sixth-ranked player that year. Yeah, sixth ranked player in his um in his MVP season. Hello everybody who's now here. When will the Wizards fall? when will my Wizards um fire Scott Brooks? Mate, I'm not even I, look, his contract expires after this season. So they're not gonna fire him, but I think I think they might re-sign him. I I'm I'm worried that they will. Kevin Evans, why can't the NBA just adopt a system of ruling everyone in unless by a certain time before the game they get ruled out? I agree. Like most sports do, you have a, a team list cutoff. I think that's absolutely what they should do. To me, it is the biggest no-brainer that you will ever find. And you you rule in, you know, you have eleven guys that you have to say are in or out. That's it. You don't have, you don't, you shouldn't need thirteen blokes active. I don't think you only have five on the court. Thirteen active is too many. Um, like, why do we need such? Why do we need a bench that's one hundred and twenty percent of the of the players that are on the court? And you should have these. These are the guys who are who are in and who are out. I, I think, and so yeah, you have that that option. I think that would be much better. I don't think they'll ever do it, but there needs to be like yeah, you know, here's here's the teams to an hour before game time decisions are so weird to me. Like why are we making calls you know, five minutes before a game whether you're playing or not? Surely that has an impact on, um, you know, coach game plan. And if and if it is truly a decision at that point, that's ridiculous. But if it's not, then you already know. So do it in advance. There's no one. I, there's I don't know. It feels so weird that you go out five minutes before the game and decide whether you're going to play. Do I think Rubio will start over D'Lo tonight? No, I think he'll start next to him. Why would he start over him? He, they've been starting together. Jay Savariar. I have no idea who's going to rest over the weekend. It's going to be whoever locks in their seating spot, plus the teams that are out. Who are you know, locked? Anyone who's locked in and can't move in terms of lottery odds or playoff seating will start all rest guys. That's that's your best way. And at this point, no one has locked in those spots yet. Should I still keep Bumba? Um, well, why not? We don't. We, he might. He hasn't even been ruled out today, so I wouldn't be dropping him if he's going to play today. 
Mitch Williams, what's up, Josho? I'm smashing this bloke for third place right now. Mostly all thanks to me, but appreciate your guidance. It's not exactly right, Mitch. It is thanks to you. It's nothing, nothing, not to do with me. I'm just here, you know, spouting garbage uh, all day, and hopefully you guys uh, you know, enjoy it and, and get something out of it. But it's definitely not thanks to me. It's thanks to you. Well done, Mitch. Russell DeSanti, no, Fangio lineups in the pregame show, not in this one. What happened to Otto Porter's career uh, injuries? That's it. Just in, like just injuries, foot, knee. Back, hip, everything. He's just injured. That's it. It's just wrecked him. Do I prefer categories over points? Um, yeah. Look, actually, like a million times better. Are Sam Presti and Masai the best GMs? If you needed one, who is the choice? That's a good question. Um, they are probably the best GMs. Um, I like what... Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any criticisms I have of what they've done. Um there are a few things that Presti did in the last couple of years, well, not the last couple of years, maybe three or four years ago that I wasn't as big a fan of, hiring Scott Brooks or keeping Scott Brooks. Um, but he did fire him. But there were, you know, some of the stuff with, uh, I think, Ennis Cantor I didn't particularly like. And I can't really think of too many missteps that Masai has done. Maybe his center rotation this year wasn't ideal. Um, but yeah, I, I would say they are the best too. Like a guy like Dennis Lindsay, Tim Connolly, like these guys have been good, but there's been missteps there with those guys. I didn't really love that Jordan Clarkson contract or the drafting of the Jazz this year. I didn't love, obviously, the you know the way that Denver had the picks for Donovan Mitchell and traded it for Trey Lyles or traded Rudy Gobert's pick away. They're not great moves for Tim Connolly. So I think, yeah, I think I'd have to go with Masai and, uh, and Sam. And I reckon I would take Masai over Presti, just... But Presti does have a longer track record. Presti has a bit, pretty bad track record. Yeah, that, that, that's true, Turk. I, I agree with that. And yeah, what what um, Masai did with Nick Nurse and Dwayne Casey, I thought was really good. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I, don't, I don't think Billy Donovan's a particularly good coach. Um, I think Mark Dagnode is, and I, I like what Presti did. Who are the best coaches? Um, yeah, outside of Greg Popovich, Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA, I think. Uh, Nick Nurse... He's right there. Um, who else is a, a Quinn Snyder? Is is up there? Is up there too? Uzi, hello. Um, yeah, I'd say they're probably the, the you know, Spolster, Nurse, Snyder uh, are probably the top guys there for me. Asa PB, what are my thoughts on switching to a category league during the off season in Dynasty? I imagine some will argue they drafted their team for points league, but I really want to switch. You can't do that. Can't do it. Um, yeah, you, you can't switch a dynasty. And you tell what you can do. You can say in three years' time, we are going to switch to a, a, a category league. So decide whether you guys want to be in or not. Make moves for your team based on that um, and decide what you want to do. But you can't just say, hey, guys, by the way, now we're, um, uh, now we're moving to dynasty in one year. Michael Reyes, Coach Popovich is good, but I don't like his political stand. What do you mean? You don't like him? his political stand? I, mate, that's what, that's what makes him even better. Do I think Graham will play his next three games? Uh, yeah, I do. Connor Nichols, do I like Brad Stevens? I think Brad Stevens is an above average coach. I think he's highly overrated. Um, and he's made, I, I think he's been quite poor at times this season, to be fair. Um, do you think the Pistons are fucked with a, from a franchise perspective with Casey back at it? I look, I am not there, obviously. I'm not in the practices, but Casey is made insane decisions to me when he was in Toronto. He's made some insane decisions in Detroit. And now they claim, yeah, it's been so good trying to 
toe this line between development and and winning and he's done such a great job with developing the young guys so we're going to give him an extension to me that is really really short-sighted thinking Dwayne Casey is not leading you to a championship he's not even leading you to a conference finals with this team and he's probably not leading you to the playoffs and you can say that he develops guys I don't know that he necessarily does to be honest like was it his decision to not play Blake Griffin so that Sadiq Bey could start I highly doubt it has it been his decision to rest all of these guys like Plumlee and Joseph? I don't really think so. Because when those guys were available, he started them and played them big minutes. Like I, I, I don't think that I don't think that he is a very good uh coach. Um Andy Jankovic, do I think fantasy skills of evaluating numbers would translate to good GM skills? That I'm not sure about. Now, GM is a very, very broad role, right? Um You've got to do a lot of stuff. Like you've got to be able to deal with coaches, players, scouts, marketing. You generally manage the entire franchise. So parts of it, sure. Player evaluation, all that stuff, sure. Interacting with people, players, negotiation, not always. Not always. The numbers part of it, it's definitely a side of it and it gives you some sort of an advantage there, an ability hopefully to look objectively of things, but there are a lot of other parts to the GM job. A GM job is not just sign free agents and make trades and, and draft picks. It's not just what it is. Have I watched Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix? What is it? No, Mitch, I haven't even heard of it. What do I think of two-week playoff matchups? I think they are the best. I think that is the way to go. Is it time to trade CJ McCollum and fire Terry Stotts? I think Terry Stotts is in real trouble, although they have um, they have picked it up um, of late and they're playing quite well at the moment. Trade CJ McCollum, like for what though? That, that's, that's the thing. Okay, you say, let's trade CJ. What are you getting back? Are you getting back a better player? Because at the moment, when you've got Nurkic and Lua there, you need to be pushing to get better. So trading McCollum does actually get you better. So I think that probably not. I don't think that trading CJ would be the guy. Yoshi Darkness, dude. Josh, who'll be your pick for a player to break, uh, to have a playoff breakout for fantasy like Derek White or Michael Porter Jr. in the bubble last year? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. That's probably something I have a look at next week to try and uh, see where I sit with that. But uh, I'm not sure at this point. Mitch, I will check it out. Jupiter's Legacy. Obi, leave it. Obi. Obi. Hang on. I just got to get this dog. Uh, good boy. All right. Actually, you know what? We're going to wrap this up because that is the end of today's show. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Appreciate you all joining in for all these mailbag shows during the season. We'll be uh, you know, on a different schedule next week for sure, but there's still going to be content coming, so don't go anywhere. Guys, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Well, on YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up, and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.